everyone, and welcome to the Categorically Romance podcast. My name is Sarah. And I'm Bree. And joining us today, we have a special guest. We are so excited that she's here. We have author Aisha Weedland. So first Hi, and foremost, everybody. thank you for joining us today. We're so happy. Tell thank us you how... guys so much for having me. Yes. It, it really means a lot. <laughs> Tell us how 2022 has started for you. Tw- saying 2022 sounds, sounds weird. so hard compared to 2021. I'm sorry. Tell us how your your year has started. <laughs> it's um it's it's been interesting. Um the weather has been really weird um to start the year off here in Illinois. I am normally, you know, bundled up with boots and hats and gloves and it it was a slow start to all of that, but it's it's going good. It's going good. It's, you know, I mean, I have this book coming out in a couple of weeks. So that's like <laughs> sort of taken most of my brain space right now. <laughs> so, uh, so far, so good. Um, yeah, off to a pretty good start. Good. Awesome. So let's get into some icebreaker questions. Sure. If you came with a warning label, what would it say? <laughs> Don't poke the bear. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, that that would be the just don't don't keep needling me getting under my skin you know just be careful be careful and then you know I might explode so I think that would be, <laughs> I think that would be the thing don't poke the bear would be that's my fair that's fair sure. <laughs> um we would love to hear you talk about your love of sci-fi and fantasy if you had to give recommendations for sci-fi and fantasy newbies what would you point them to oh okay so I think for sci-fi age appropriate wise, I would of course point them in the direction of Star Wars um, because of just, you know, the battle of light and dark, good versus evil. You have light swords, you have, you know, Yoda. I mean, it's just, it's everything that a person that is interested in sci-fi should go toward. I think as far as fantasy, I would go Game of Thrones and then just stop at a certain point so it doesn't get ruined for you with dealing with that horrific thing. <laughs> um, so th- those would be my my recommendations for people that are diving into the sci-fi fantasy world for sure. Okay. I feel like that is for people that love sci-fi and fantasy, like they hardcore love it. And then there's like, us the the romance readers that like some romance readers love sci-fi and fantasy and obviously like we get like the blend of the genre but I know for like me personally I would love to read more sci-fi I don't know why sci-fi in particular but like I'm so intimidated I think by that both sci-fi and fantasy I think it's the world building Mm, that I'm intimidated by Mm -hmm. so like what advice do you have for that I think for me, like I started um, watching Star Wars movies and I just wanted more of it. So I started reading their books. Okay. And, you know, because the world is already laid out for you in the movies. So it's easy to make that jump over into the books because everything is already set up. So yeah, and okay. then it's like some new new characters thrown in here and there or a new planet or mm-hmm. things like that. So it sort of makes that transition a little bit easier for you. Mm-hmm. So okay. yeah, I'm I am staying Star Wars for me. <laughs> 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 I love it. I love it. 
my husband's somewhere in the house going, they're talking about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's, got, he's got a custom-built lightsaber. He's got, like, you know, our wedding rings are Star Wars related. Oh, my gosh. Really? <laughs> my, mine says, I love you, and his says, I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've never seen yeah. a movie. I've never what? seen one of the movies. I know. I know. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And that's so funny because when you talk about like, you know, the, the intersection of like sci-fi and romance is you yep. have Han and Leia, which is like that's the right. ultimate yep. romantic story there. So mm-hmm. one of these I days he'll force watch me to sit down movies. and watch them. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Probably the extended cut with commentary, you know, like... <laughs> You gotta get on that. You gotta get on that. And obviously, you know, and of course, Lord of the Rings is also so. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we read online that you are a sucker for all things Molly Ringwald. What's your favorite <laughs> Molly Ringwald film? Oh dear. Uh, this was this was tough for me um, because it really comes down to Pretty in Pink and Sixteen Candles. I feel like we're we're on you with that hill. Yeah, I mean, I saw myself in both of those characters, but uh, you know, the deal breaker, the tiebreaker rather, is Jake Bryan. So it's obviously going to be Sixteen Candles. (laughs) I mean, you put them next to each other. You got Ducky, and you're like, oh, I love him, and then you got Jake Bryan, and you're like, well, I'm gonna go here. So yes. Okay, okay, so The Breakfast Club isn't even in the running. No, no, sort of, but for for me, it's definitely the battle between 16 Candles and Pretty for sure. Yeah. For sure. I feel like 16 Candles for me is like, I was disappointed when I watched Pretty in Pink because you think it's going to go... A certain way like she's going to have this moment of realization at the end like this is the person i'm supposed to be with obviously yes and then it doesn't happen sorry for anybody that has not seen it (laughs) (laughs) but i was like what what is this (laughs) it is it is like a crushing like come on just pick him he's awesome he's always there for you what are you doing why are you no 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 which again puts me back to 16 candles because it is the perfect ending yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's you know but it yeah (laughs) pick it but you know what can you do what can you do what has been one of your best purchases you've treated yourself to recently Oh dear. Uh, so I feel like it's a tie. Um, we just got our puppy. Um, he's a Maltese Shih Tzu. We got him in December and his name is Oscar and he's the best thing ever. Super sweet. Um, and then, uh, in September I went to Iceland for five days all by myself. Oh my gosh. By Um, yourself? Yes. Congratulations. Yes. I want to go somewhere by myself. It was just the most cathartic and amazing thing I have ever done in my life. Just absolutely incredible. I, if you ever have a chance to go there, please go. Cause it is Why Iceland. Um, it was always on my bucket list and it just, just looking at pictures of the waterfalls and the landscape just were just so mind blowing to me. 
And um, I just, I'm like, this is a place I really want to go. I really want to go here. And my, my dad passed away in 2020. And I kind of felt like, you know what? I have to start doing things that I always wanted to do before I cannot do them anymore. Yes, absolutely. So what's the, what's the one place where I can go where I'm not sitting on a plane for hours and hours and hours and hours because I'm going <laughs> to go by myself. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, Iceland, it's a six hour flight. I could do that. I can do that by myself. And I did all the research on the best places for a woman to travel on her own, like the safest place. And Iceland is like right at the top of that list. So that was it. I was sold. Um, and it was, it was everything that I wanted it to be. It was awesome. I saw dolphins and whales and a volcano and a glacier and waterfalls. I mean, it was just incredible. That is awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I feel like this is a romance novel writing itself. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> and you just tell your husband you have to go back for research. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that was what I was going to ask. Like, was this a writer's retreat? <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, was, it was really just about me just sort of, you know, clearing my head, getting my head together. Just, you know, just me time. Good time for myself and I did have a thought here and there about a story every now and again and then I would go no 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 you're not here for this yeah you're, you're here, yeah. You're here to, <laughs> to not do this to not think to just relax so um maybe I took so many pictures that I'm sure if I looked at a photo it would just trigger so many different feelings and emotions but no that was just that was just me time so we know like what inspired it, which I think is so true and so inspiring. And I, I, I think that unfortunately for us as women, sometimes it takes yeah. the loss of someone for us to get that reminder of like, oh yeah, I should honor this person by living my life. Yeah. But what did you learn from that experience of traveling by yourself? And having that experience by yourself. Um, yeah, I think for me, I learned that it's okay to leave. It's okay to just take time for yourself. Everybody will be okay if you're not here, you know? And I think for me, I had always felt like I have to make sure that I'm here for this. I have to, you know, make sure that this is done and everybody knows where they have to be and I have to cook dinner and I have to make sure the laundry's done and I have to do this and that and this and that. And I think for me, I was like, you know what? It's okay. It's okay to let go, to take your hands off and go do what you want to do for yourself. Yeah. And it's so hard, especially for women to, to do that, because we do have this thing where, you know, no, it's, it's not going to do get done the right way if I don't do it. Um, So I think for me, it was it was just so sort of a healing also to to just sort of I felt like I kind of communed with my father in a way uh-huh. because I was able to just sort of sit in him being gone and. I don't think I, I sort of did it, but I think without distractions of everyone around to just sort of sit on a black sand beach and have like the waves of the North Atlantic Ocean hitting the shore 
and it's raining, you know, I could just sit and cry and, you know, sort of talk to him. And then, you know, in that conversation, like the sun peeks through the clouds and it's like, oh my God, what, you know? So it's just those kind of moments you get to experience for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think I ever would have gotten that moment if I didn't just take those, those moments to just sort of step back and say, I need this time for me right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was, uh, just, it was a healing experience and, you know, to come back and have people say, you look lighter, you look refreshed, you look relaxed, you know, you look calmer. And I'm like, yeah, well, all right. Where where am I going to next? It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I gotta cross some more places off my list. So. That's right. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Invest sure. in yourself. Yeah, That's right. invest in yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. So you decide you want takeout for dinner tonight. Where do you order from, and what's your order? Um, Asian cuisine, uh, and it's uh, kung pao shrimp for sure. Okay. It's my end spring rolls. That that's that's my jam. That's what I love. I was eat. about to say you live, <laughs> you know, near Chicago. Oh yeah. I will argue Chicago has some of the best pizza I have ever had. Which, you know what? I was so disappointed in Chicago pizza when I was there. I'm like, this was a thing. Yes. See, my husband's a New Yorker, so we bump heads oh, on this. But that yeah. Giordano's pizza that Chicago has. We just oh, had that last night for dinner. We were just there. I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's so funny. We were we were just there yesterday. I love and it. And it was not the best experience. It was yeah. I won't tie up the time with that. Um, okay. <laughs> Well, never mind, people. Don't ever go there. But (laughs) years ago when I had it, it was delicious. Yeah, I prefer, honestly, I like Luminati's over Giordano's. Okay, okay. My personal preference. Okay. Um, So my husband might say something different, but. (laughs) Look, I'm still a Pizza Hut girl. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Hello. So. We with the red cups and the video games. I'm just a simple thin crust pepperoni. Love it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. So we love to hear romance origin stories. So Mm -hmm. can you share with us how you became a romance reader? Because you have a sci-fi fantasy background. So Mm -hmm. where did this come from? Oh, so when I was a kid, my mom used to um, read like Danielle Steele books all the time. She would have like tons of books on her bookshelf. And I was a latchkey kid. So I would come home and I was I read everything just read everything. And I think I had sort of reached a point of, I don't have any more books to read. My homework is done. So I'm like, why does she have all these books? I had to have been like 12 or 13. So I started reading them and I would like mark the page and put it back on the shelf. So she wouldn't (laughs) know that I was reading them and I would just keep reading them. But then for a period of time, I didn't read them. There was like a, like in high school, um, cause you know, I'm in high school, whatever. And, um, so I don't think that I came back to romance novels until probably about five or six years ago. Okay. So there was like a long period and I, I wish I could remember the book that I read, but I was like, why are you not reading these? Like, these are 
just such a happy feeling when you get to the end. And I think from that point on, I was just hooked back hooked. on them. Yeah. yeah. So, but definitely my mom and her little Danielle Steele books. I was. I feel like Danielle Steele is like the collection that everybody's yeah. mom always. Had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the back of the you know the photo on the back was just always so glamorous and nice, and it was. Just, like, why did she keep reading these? Like they just kept coming in, coming in hot. Like what? Is going on? She can't stop. So I had to find out. Like, why does my mom keep reading these? And when I started reading them, I'm like, ooh, these are good. Like, yeah, I, I want to know more. Okay. <laughs> Right. So your debut romance, There You Are, releases in February as part of Thule Publishing's American Heartline. Congratulations. Share with us at what point you realized you wanted to pursue writing professionally and what your journey to becoming published was like. Um, well, I, I think for me, <laughs> kind of funny. So how this story came about is my son went away to sleep away camp for the first time and I couldn't sleep. Um, so I was just up, I couldn't sleep. And I, I kind of had this uh, story rattling around in my head. Okay. And I'm like, what, you know, just like, who are these people just kind of jotting some things down. And then one night um, he left on a Sunday. So I think Tuesday, that Tuesday night, I was up and I'm like, you know what? Just start writing this. So I just started writing it and 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 um, fixing it, writing it, fixing it, writing it. And and I've I've reached a point, uh, I sent it to a couple friends like, hey, can you look at this? What do you think about this? And they were like, oh, this is good. And I'm like, well, send it, send it, send it out. So I started Googling, um, romance publishers mm-hmm. and I just started sending out the manuscripts and I got about 23 rejections and I won't name who those places were but I got 23 and um Tuli said yes so it Yay. was quite the emotional roller coaster you know the feeling of am I really good at this Am I deluding myself? You know, a lot of I'm done. I quit. I'm not do this anymore. I'll just do it myself. You know, a lot of that. Um, and they they sent me an email and they said, "Hey, why don't you try to fix this and fix that?" And I fixed it. And then they said yes. And you know, I wow. cried for a long, long time Aww. before I finally just kept reading the email. I think I read that email about ten times. I gave it to my daughter. Like, does this say what I think it says? Like, <laughs> Can you please read this? Am to I Bob, imagining yeah. this? Am yeah. I changing the words and what this says in my head? And um, they said yes. So it was. It's just been really remarkable. Um, that's what it's been like, just kind of a remarkable feeling that this is is happening because I have read books. I mean, I would go to, to the library with my mom and get stacks of books to bring home and I would just read through them, read through them. So to have a book with my name on it is yeah. just like, what is happening? Like people are going to read what I wrote. So it's just a very wild feeling for me. So... I mean, 
I'm so excited because this is your first book and we're both aspiring writers. So it's like, you've done the thing that yeah, we're like dreaming thing, yeah. of doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How long did it take you to write the book? I mean, I just love the fact that it started with, I couldn't sleep one yeah. night. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I think one night, so, so during that week, my daughter couldn't sleep either. So she would only sleep with me. So I'm just like sitting in my bed with my computer. And I think I, for one night I was up, I think I started like about nine. And then I think I fell asleep at like 5 a.m. in the morning. Wow. So it would just be hours of me writing and writing and writing and writing. So, and it took, I think I started sending out manuscripts. I want to say he was gone in July. I think the end of October, end of September, beginning of October is when I started sending things out. And uh, I got signed with Tuli that May. Wow. That so, is incredible. Yeah. That so it, awesome. it, it took a while, but in, in, in that time, I got a lot of no's and it was, it was, uh, it, it started, it was hard. It was rough, you know, and I kept, fixing it and fixing it and working on it and fixing it and trying to change things. Well, maybe it's this, maybe it, this is what's wrong. Or I don't, I don't, I don't really know what's wrong, you know, talking to my friends and reaching out to other people. And cause when um, you were getting no's, like you weren't getting any feedback, you were just no, getting no's. Yeah. It was just no's. A couple of them would send some notes, but a lot of them were just no's. Um, but the, the few that did send some critique with the no, I did take it and I was like, all right, well, let it. me, let me try to fix it. You know what? And, and fix it to the way that they're saying it needs to be fixed. So mm -hmm. I just kept working on it, but it, it took a while. Like the grind of, of this is, is difficult. Like it is not an easy thing to, to, to do, you know what I mean? So yeah, it, it took a minute. Yeah, it's not, it's not for the faint of heart, if you will. It's not. It's not because I mean those novels are like, man, you know, just mm -hmm. email after email is like, oh, why, you know, why do you keep doing this? But you know, and it's like I'm not. I don't want to be that person. But then, like you read as readers, we've read books where you're like, how is this published? Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. when you're working on something and you believe in that book that you yeah. believe and it's in your that baby. And yeah. You're like, no your baby, you're saying you know? no to me, but I just yeah. read this. Right. <laughs> right. So you know what I did do? I didn't read any books during that time because I didn't want to have anything like taint what I was doing or yeah. also to compare what I was doing to something else. Because that was going to also make me feel like I'm just not good enough for this. You know, so <laughs> I, I was like, don't read any books. So I, d I watched a lot of rom-com movies during that time. <laughs> like that is what I really did. I, I feel like I watched more than I have ever watched during that time. And that was helpful. So I think reading books at that time probably would have just crushed me more. So yeah. Did you I have like any writing background? No, um, I no. went to college to be a sports writer. So okay, oh wow, see, yeah. this is what we like to hear, <laughs> listeners. Not everybody has like a literature degree. Okay, yeah, no. yeah English, not at yeah. all, not at all. I think I, that's I, the part that I have been struggling with. Is I've just been like, 
you don't know how to write. You don't have like a background in writing, Mm-mm. but most authors don't. Mm-mm. No, I wanted to, you know, Jamel Hill is somebody I admire. She's from Detroit like me and I admire her so much. And I was like, I'm going to be her out. That's what I want to do. And, you know, I went to college to be a sports writer. And when I, when the realization of how I can get to that level sort of sunk in, I was like, oh, oh, that, that's just not in the cards for me. And, and no, I mean, I just sort of backed away. Like I would write things here and there for people, but nothing, nothing like this, nothing where I have a full length story, you know, yeah. and then another story. That's just like, who are you? What What yeah. is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> so tell us what There You Are is about. Oh my gosh. I don't, should I read the synopsis or? If, please. <laughs> Whatever makes you feel <laughs> Yes. Well, all right. Show. All right. So I'll just read the, the synopsis and uh, Amina Wright is is my main character. Um, she's African American, in case you want to know. Um, so she loves her job in community outreach for the Chicago Bulls. That's an NBA team out there, everyone. Um, but life has taught her to be wary of players, so she's not sure what to expect when a good-looking anesthesiologist smoothly cuts in at the charity gala that she's hosting and handles the womanizing jerk trying to waste her time. Certainly gratitude is in order, but a relationship not on the table. Dr. Nathan Moore doesn't have time for a relationship, especially not a complicated one. He can't believe he let his friend, Sean, keep that in mind, drag him to (laughs) a fancy event, and he certainly wasn't expecting to rescue a beautiful woman as a distraction. But now he wants to spend more time with Amina, even if most of his waking hours are devoted to the hospital. Indulging in a relationship that sizzles their blood is the easy part, but her past threatens his career's future and their cultural differences are putting stress on the present. Can they build a love strong enough to heal both their hearts? So that is what it's about sounds so good okay how did this like what about this story came to you in the middle of the night when you couldn't sleep <laughs> yeah yeah I think for me it was I had in my head I had the the meeting part of okay. the story I had you know how he sees this woman and he's like okay who is that I need to know who that is I need to talk to her like I need to figure out how I could spend more time with her and I think I also had in my head, I also had what he looked like in my head. Um, and I had an idea of what she looked like in my head. And, you know, she's very strong build. She's very smart. She's very funny. But she's also very afraid to let her guard down uh-huh. and um, very afraid to jump into a relationship with anyone. And she has certain expectations of what that relationship should be who that person should be. So she is just completely taken off guard when she sees this person. So that is what was in my head when I couldn't sleep. So I'm like, okay, how can we move this along? Like, how can we push this along here? So that's what I saw. That's what kept me up at night. 
Yeah. Um, so I'm like, okay, we got to do something about this. We got to figure this out. And we are so <laughs> glad that you did. <laughs> yes. yes. So we saw on the website that mm-hmm. um, this is book one in the Romancing the Doctor series. Mm-hmm. And book two, maybe this Christmas is scheduled to release in October. And mm-hmm. we love a Christmas book. We do. Um, <laughs> when you began writing There You Are, were you already planning on there being another book? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. And shout out to Jane Porter and Julie Sturgeon who were like, hey, um, do you think that you would be interested in writing a holiday book, like something hallmarky? And I was like, sure. Shout out to Miss Jane P. <laughs> you know, but I'm saying sure, but I'm like, uh, uh no, no, I don't, ma'am. I don't know how to do this. What are you talking about? I barely got this done. What are we doing? Um, so, um, so I just was like, okay, who who can I pull from this book that people would be uh, entertained by or want to learn more about? So um, I pulled I pulled their best friends, um, and and that that's how that came about. But no, I did not. I did not have that in mind. I, I mean, okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> after getting all those no's, I'm happy mm-hmm. for you that they were like, "So can you write another one?" Yeah, that's like a right? big middle finger to all the no's. Just oh saying. my god, that's right. yep. Again, with the emails, like, can you read this again? Because I'm tripping, right? Like, that's not what this does. They don't want me to do this again. Like, what is happening? What is going on here? And okay, then so they, have you like, already sent in the next one? Like, is it already done? Yeah, it's it's done. They have it. It's done. Okay, so was, how was the writing process the second time around? Harder. Okay. okay. It was harder um because so with there you are i had these people in my head i you know had you know had had what they look like this and that you know in my head but for this one i'm like wait uh i gotta pull what so you know (laughs) (laughs) i mean i had a good base because you meet sean and angela and there you are and they are i love them so much i love them so much so I knew I had them there, but what about them? So then it's like trying to find like a, a backstory about each person and develop their own relationships, you know, outside of Amina and Nathan and, you know, their careers and their family. And I'm like, this is hard. So it was definitely a harder process. Yeah. But that I is the I part that we are struggling at. Minute. Yeah, it's it's t- it was it was tough. It was it was tough. Um, but it felt once it got going, it felt the process was a little smoother because I sort Good. of had, you know, uh, the background of okay, do this, don't do that. So gotcha. that was that did help the writing process move a little quicker. But outlining the story was a lot of hmm, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and it's a christmas book so i'm we're assuming you weren't writing it during christmas no no not at all i think i started writing that like in july okay so so sarah's favorite question how did you get in the christmas mindset to write (laughs) 
Or are you just like me and you have your Christmas tree up like all year round? <laughs> I think what I did was I, I I made a Christmas music playlist. Yep. Um, and I was like, what are all your favorite Christmas songs? So I made a playlist of all my favorite Christmas songs that I love. And I just started listening to that all the time. And that sort of helped me get my head together about being in the Christmas spirit yeah. and putting me into that place to write off season. So okay. that was huge. That okay. was tremendous for me. The music, the music plays a big role in, in writing for me. So nice. Yeah. Nice. So let's chat writing. Cause we've, we've, we've talked a lot yeah. about the books we have. Like, so let's get in some writing questions. Sure. What time of day have you found that you prefer to write? Definitely nighttime. I'm a nighttime writer. Yeah. I cannot, I know a lot of people get up at like 5 a.m. They do like a 5 a.m. writing group and or first thing in the morning. My, I have a nighttime brain for writing. Okay. So I also write when sports is on for me. Okay. So I like to have the background of a game on. It's very weird. Um, I love that. It's very different. <laughs> um, and then I have it's, I, everything that can distract you. I have. I have music playing and headphones. I got games on TV and I'm just click going at it. Away. So yeah. I'm definitely a nighttime writer. The day is done. You know, I've, I've eaten dinner. This, I can relax. And that's that's when I can get my head in the space, but I'm definitely a nighttime writer. That is so cool. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Cause I don't think we've, we've had many nighttime. Really? No. Yeah. Mostly it is like during the day, Really. And, but you know what? The urge to write tends to come at night for me, mm. but I've made it up in my mind. Well, like you've been out all day. You're not going to actually get anything done. That makes sense. Mm. Maybe I should actually give it a try. Yeah. I, I am definitely, cause that's when, I, that's when my body is more relaxed mm -hmm. at night because you're trying to unwind, you're trying to shake the day off. So I think when your body is relaxed, you're cool from the day, you're just trying to disconnect. I think that that disconnecting from everything that has already happened through the day can kind of free your mind up to sort of channel your thoughts a little freer. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I mm -hmm. love that. Do you set daily writing goals? No, I don't. <laughs> or nightly writing goals. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, and I feel so bad saying no. I just... um. Uh, for me, that that puts way too much pressure on mm -hmm. myself because then if I don't meet them, I'm like, oh, you failed. You're a failure. Yeah. Um, Hopefully so there's an aspiring writer that's <laughs> listening that they're like, I feel so seen, Aisha. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, what you do that day is what you do that day. Okay. But try to do something if you can. Um, and then if you don't, you know, just it's okay. You know, forgive yourself. It'll come the next day. Like, I just, I don't do that. For me personally, it's just, I found, I have tried that. I'm like, I'm going to do however many words today. And I'm like, okay, girl, you wrote like 20 words. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I can't. And then I found after that, I'm just like, you know, I feel so bad. And I, it's just, it was too much pressure. So mm -hmm. I just, what you get that day is what you get that day. Give yourself some grace. 
yeah and take your time so even if you don't set the writing goals do you set are you setting a timer or are you just saying i'm going to sit down and i'm going to write and when i mentally know i'm done i'm getting up and i'm done yep yep okay i know i know when it's time for me to check out okay. i know i know when i'm cooking and i know like i'm jamming on, on writing this and then i know where i'm like okay that's about it for the day like you know mm -hmm when your brain is done okay. and I write until my brain is done and I yeah. feel it. I'm like, Ooh, that sense. Yeah. You're done. You're done for the day. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. When you're you making it back yeah. and you're like, that don't even, what? <laughs> <laughs> you just start the same sentence three times, you know, yeah, it took, no, it's, it's time, time to be done. Yes. When you've read that same word, like about five times, <laughs> it's time to, to check out for the day. So that that's for me when I'm like, all right, let's go. You know, this is it. We're going to, you know, log on and we're going to do this. And I go until I'm like, you're done. Okay. Yep. okay. So do you try and write every day? No, I don't. Okay. You know, I try to write when I feel it, basically. When mm -hmm. I'm like, I have an idea. Let's do that. Yep, I like that. And then yeah. I, you know, I try to tackle it. Or if I have an idea, I'll write. I have like a little writing journal in the house. And if I have an idea, I'll write it down. And then later that day, I'll pull out that idea and I'll start writing off okay. that idea okay. until I can't okay. write anymore. I like that. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, I, sure. um, that, that, that's how I do it. I also, I make playlists for everything. Okay. So this book had its own playlist. <laughs> okay. So did you make the playlist before or are you making it as you're writing? I'm making it as I'm writing. Okay. So, um, so let me see. So I start, I would start listening to a certain song and I'm like, oh yeah, I could, I could, I feel like that would be playing in the background if this was happening. So then I would start looking at that particular artist and then I would start just listening to those songs and I start making more, adding more songs to the playlist. And then as I'm going through listening to it. I'm just adding more songs as I'm writing. So then I had like about 30 songs. And as I edited and kept rewriting and writing and rewriting, that's all I listened to. I would be in my okay. car. This is all I'm listening to. It would just be what I would listen for months. Like this was it. Like my kids started knowing these songs because it was all <laughs> I was playing all the time. Because I'm like, I got to work, get this story together. Because um, in so a way, that, you're now like, you know, your whole lot, your life is becoming this. You're always in the story. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the soundtrack for the book. Mm -hmm. um, and then I did the same thing with the second book. You know, I, I made my little Christmas playlist and that that's what it was all the time. And, you know, my son got in the car one day. I was picking him up for something swimming related. And he's like, why are you listening to Christmas music right now? I'm like, oh, oh, I'm writing a book. <laughs> gotta get the groove here that's right <laughs> um but it, it was so helpful it yeah. was so helpful to just put my playlist on it's the end of the day put my headphones on put these songs on and I'm like all right I am I am in the background of Amina and Nathan's story right now this yeah is, she's in the kitchen and this is what's playing well, or, I think that's one thing that we've learned is that we have this 
idea that writing is always sitting and putting words on the page, but like, no, a lot of it is just thinking. And it sounds like even if you make a playlist or you make like a Pinterest board, you're in, you're, that is writing. That is part of the process. Mm -hmm. So that is really, I know to you, it probably just felt like really low pressure. It is really inspirational. (laughs) Oh my gosh, thank you. Yeah. I feel no, like sure. it makes me sound completely nuts. <laughs> but no. yeah, I mean it 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 did it did help me put myself in their heads or put myself yes. in his apartment. And mm-hmm. this is what he listens to when he's doing this. And you know, this is what's playing in her car. Like it just sort of made me feel them a little more. And it sort of experienced their world a little more. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think like, I know for me, music is a huge part of my life. Like mm-hmm. I, we associate so many things with music that it just makes sense logically. Mm-hmm. And I think as a reader, it would be very interesting, like for people like yourself who do that to finish the book or before you start the book to there be like a playlist, mm-hmm. yeah. like, oh, mm-hmm. by the way. <laughs> yeah. And I, at, at some point I will share that. Like I will share the, the playlist. Yeah, yeah. Okay. People. Okay. Like if you want to listen to these songs while you're reading it, um, cause I think it does, like I've sent it to a couple of my friends and I'm like, Hey, why don't you listen to, tell me if this enhances the story for you. Yeah. And they were like, it did. It Yay! did. It did make me feel awesome. like I was with them. I was around them. I was mm-hmm. in their world. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Cool. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. So this may not happen because we know now that we've been talking to you, we know that you will call it quits when you know you need to call it quits. Yes. If you find yourself stuck, stuck, stuck on a scene, who mm-hmm. do you call or what do you do? I close my computer and I watch something ridiculous. I, okay. <laughs> I, I have to just, I have to completely check out. I have to disconnect myself from all things writing. And I, I know in the process of writing this book and all the rejections and getting stuck and trying to figure out, well, what's wrong? Why don't they like it? I I think I stopped writing anything with this story for a good like three four weeks wow i was just like let it go Mm -hmm. and come back to it and i i watched a series i you know did stuff just all the things that i was avoiding because i was writing i started to just sort of reconnect to those things and then i came back to it with a clearer head and then that helped. So I think for me, I have to just completely disconnect. Just yeah. anything related to romance. Don't I was reading suspense and like things with murder. <laughs> just, you know, things like that I I, you know, connected to because I had to get away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, talking to some people like my friends are not writers. Um, so they couldn't really relate to my issues or my struggles a little bit so um I had to talk to them about everything but that yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. so for anyone that is in the process of trying to get published yeah what inspired you was it the you know this is your baby you Mm -hmm. believe in it like what made you come back to it rather than give up on it yeah and what made you keep going with sending I think I felt like at the end of the day I felt like 
I have a good story. Mm-hmm. I have something that I feel like people would want to read. I feel whether I put it out myself, if I keep sending it out, but I think it's funny. I think it has some heart. I think it's relatable. Um, I think my characters are fun. Like I just, at the end of the day, I felt like it was good. Yeah. It's good. And I hope people see that. I hope people, you know, experience that and enjoy it when they read it. I could be lying to myself <laughs> thinking <laughs> no. that. Um, but I think that's why I kept coming back because I'm like, no, I, I think this is good. And it also helped that I had people that were in my life that would tell me the truth, like, you know, mm-hmm. that I could trust their opinion. And they would tell me, girl, this is not, this is not it. You yeah. know, this is not good. And to hear the constant, no, keep going. It's really good. No, no, trust us. It's good. It's good. Just keep going. That helped so much to have people, you know, just that kept uplifting me and telling me, keep going. No, keep it going. is good. Trust us. So yeah, that that's why I kept coming back for more. I was a glutton for punishment. Like, <laughs> <laughs> believe in your work, people. Believe in your that's work. Right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, just keep trying. If you believe it's good, it it probably is good. Yeah, and just mm-hmm. keep going. Mm-hmm. And have people in your life that's gonna keep it real and tell you if it's not too. Yeah, like, that's right. That is important. That's right. It yeah. is important to have people that are gonna tell you, "I ain't like that." Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't like that changed you know it's important and don't don't take it personal because it is it is real easy because you are like so connected and you love what you're doing so much and when somebody comes in and they're like no it's a no or I don't like it you're like well why don't you like it I know it's good but you have to sort of take it in and re-examine it and go well yeah maybe you know maybe if I do fix that but at the end of the day, if you're like, no, I know this is good. Mm-hmm. I know it's good. I believe in this. You have to trust yourself. You have to trust your gut. So let's get into some roundout questions. What is one book you wish you could experience again for the first time? Mm. Um, Window Shopping. Ooh. By like Tessa, Tessa Bailey. Bailey? The Tessa yes. Bailey. Really? Oh my gosh. Up till 3 a.m. <laughs> you were really? such a night person. I, I love I it. I could not. And shame on me for starting it at like 7.30 at <laughs> night. It's my own fault. But I could. It was so, so, so good. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. I wish I could just experience that whole night of like, oh, all right. I'm going to read this. So, so good. It was so wow. good. Wow. Yeah. It was awesome. I want to read that. I'll just erase my mind. I, I just, know. you know, men and black my brain. Like, <laughs> go back and start it again. I never heard it before, but it was great. What a wonderful story. So good. Besides reading, what was mm-hmm. one of your teen girl obsessions? <laughs> you could not tell me I was not going to be a background dancer for BBD back in the day. Okay. I what? Was- <laughs> oh my I mean, I was, I would watch videos and, you know, learn routines. Like I, that was the dream. I was going to be a dancer in videos, guys. Like that was, that was it. 
That was a dream. I miss the friends, days of videos. Like, Just saying. Right? Routines like that. <laughs> we had a plan. We had a plan. <laughs> I feel like dream. kids these days don't know the excitement of like, seeing your favorite current favorite song pop up on MTV and trying to learn the dance moves. Okay. Listen, it was serious. <laughs> it was a very serious thing. Like we were just shout out to Frida out there, girls. Like we were young. <laughs> that was the plan. Like that was what I just knew I was going to do. And it's <laughs> completely ridiculous. I don't think it's ridiculous at all. I don't think it's. I was pretty sure I was going to be the next MTV VJ, okay, with Carson yeah. Daly. Never been to New York, still haven't met Carson, so <laughs> it's not ridiculous at all. <laughs> I just wanted to interview celebs, okay? Yeah. Right? Like, it just. Oh my gosh. What a fun time. What a fun time that all was. Yes. Oh, yes. absolutely. Oh my gosh. I miss that. I miss What was videos. the last song to get stuck in your head? Oh, we don't talk about Bruno. Bruno. <laughs> I can't. It's really bad. I'm washing the dishes. We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> I can't. It's stuck. It won't go away. I hum it all the time. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. There's no it's judgment here. Super stuck. I can't get it out. And I listen to other songs and it won't go away. <laughs> well, I feel like we need to save this song and figure out a romance to go along with. There it. you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's stuck in your head for a reason. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so have you guys seen that movie? No. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Please watch it. Okay. It's, it's great. <laughs> It is, it's great. And I'm like, I feel like, you know, it is, you have to twist my arm, you know, these days to watch Disney movies. And that one was the one I was like, oh man, this is good. Yeah. This is great. (laughs) It's really, it's really good. The songs are really good, but that's the one that just won't go away. Ebook, audiobook, a physical copy. What is your preferred reading method? Um... I grew up a physical copy girl and then I went to ebooks, but you know, now that I'm a little older, got the the bad eyes going. So I'm definitely a physical copy person these days. Uh Um, If I really, really want to read it, then I'll do it on an ebook. But if I can, you know, get the physical copy, I'm going to get the physical copy. Okay. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. what is one film you will never stop watching? Coming to America. Oh, I love, love that, that movie. Oh, I can quote classic. it from beginning to end. Yes. What did you think about the re the the like follow up? Oh, uh, um, um, it had some funny things. Um, but, but it, it wasn't the first one. No, <laughs> no, no, and that's it's so hard because you know, Coming to America is such a classic. And such a wonderful rom-com, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just so, so good. No matter how many times I watch it, no matter how I know every line, (laughs) I am still still cracking up like every single time. Um, And it's just that second one just didn't have that thing that the first one had. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and then it's just so much time has passed, yeah. you know, from the first one to the second one. So it's one of those movies where it's like, I appreciate what we're trying to do here, yeah. but it's one it's one of those classics that's still so good that we didn't need you yeah. to screw it up by doing yeah. it. Right? <laughs> yeah. And I feel like, you know, Eddie tried, like I feel like he he knew how important the first one was. And yeah. you could tell that he really did try, but it's just, you know, the first one is just such uh, it's just such a gem. It's, it's iconic. So yeah. It's the best. So, bonus roundout. What Uh-oh. is one hill you will wholeheartedly die on? <laughs> uh, I hated the end to end game. <laughs> I hated the end. I hated that they showed Steve and Peggy dancing. I wish that they would have, like, maybe saw a tree and you saw the initial carved in a tree or something i just i hated the ending i didn't want to see that i didn't need old steve i didn't need you know i didn't need that i hated that it makes me really upset every time i'm like i don't like this it's just we didn't need old steve rogers we didn't it makes me angry Yes, that's my hill, guys. That's fine. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, everyone out there. I hated it. Hated it. I did not like that at all. So we know it may be too early, but is there anything you're able to share with us about maybe this Christmas, about what maybe this Christmas will be about? Sure. Uh, it is about, like I said earlier, uh, it is about the best friends of mm-hmm. Amina and Nathan, Sean and Angela. Um, you know, it is a enemies to lovers type deal. Like they are not BFFs. Um, <laughs> and um, always the best way to start. Yeah, and you know, they, there's, there's just a, an attraction that they develop, you know, throughout the story and it's super sweet and very romantic and very charming. And Sean's the best. I love him so much. Yay. And I hope that everybody will love him just as much as I do. So that's all I'm going to share. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Are we getting anything after that? I am currently trying to get a third story in this series to sort of round out the series. Okay, it nice. is slow going trying to, I, to get a story together. I'm, I'm working hard. I'm working really, really hard. Um, but I'm trying, I'm trying to get, get something together for, for these, uh, these friends here. So okay. we'll see, we'll see okay. what happens. Well, well, just saying, I mean, if they have an extra girlfriend who maybe goes to <laughs> Iceland, you know, and meets a brooding wow. hero in Iceland, just saying, yeah. you've been there, you have pictures. <laughs> I do. I do. And there are some, some very, very attractive men over there. So, you know. It's not far. It's not far from the realm of possibility of some some woman going over there and finding love. That yeah. can totally happen. Well, tell our listeners, where can they follow you online? I am on everything. Um, they can find first name, last name. It's... Uh, pretty easy for people to find me i'm on instagram i'm on twitter i'm on facebook i am on tiktok i do very little on there um i need my daughter to teach tiktok to me 
she is the TikTok queen. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm on I'm on all the socials. Uh Aisha Wheatland. You can find just search me on all of those platforms and you will find my smiling face there with lots <laughs> of hot takes on all NBA things. There you go. With a little writing in between. Yes. But it's hot. It's hot right now with the NBA for me. So <laughs> read through all the NBA tweets and you'll find all the book tweets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean more basketball romances. Just saying. <laughs> I never thought about that. That's so funny. You would think mm-hmm. that would be like the first thing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. A heroine that escapes her basketball boyfriend oh and goes God. to Iceland and then he flies over there to get her. It's oh right himself. <laughs> Come on. Come on. If you, you need me think. to read it, just message me. Me and Sarah, we're here. Yeah. Okay. I gotta do it. I gotta do we're it. I'm rooting for you. Phone. We're here to That's help. Right. That's right. That's well, smart. thank you so much for your time and for hanging out with us. We are mm-hmm. so excited. We cannot wait for the books. We're rooting for you. Again, we're a message away. If you, you know, <laughs> if middle of the night you need us to read something, because selfishly, we just want the books. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> and listeners make sure you check the show notes we'll have all the places you can keep up with Aisha as well as where you can get the book you can pre-order the books all of that will be listed in the show notes so make sure you check there and Sarah and I will chat with you in our next episode have a lovely day everybody bye